0: Shop on eBay this holiday season to get more for your go-on-stand mixers. Mm. Or get more for your buck on this season's hottest tech and gaming gear. And on eBay, you can even get more <gasps> bling for less cha-ching on jewelry. You can get more because you save more on premium brands with eBay's exclusive deals. Get more when you get it on eBay.
1: Hey everybody, it's Sam with Pro Wrestling Overtime, and I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna apologize for my voice that has a tendency to go up and down when I least expect it. Those of you who follow me on the Daily Sports Betting Overtime podcast have heard it for the last two weeks. Um, I've been away from you guys in Pro Wrestling Overtime for a little while. Because I know you don't want to hear this raspy voice. Um, Believe me. I got to hear enough of it from the daily sports betting crew. That they didn't want to hear it. Um, Sometimes I would be in the middle of one of those episodes. That were 15 to 20 minutes long. And my voice would go from deep, deep, deep. Uh, almost cutting out, or ending words too soon, and then would go high-pitched up to Alvin and the Chipmunk um, time. So, it wasn't all that great. As I said in the last episode, and in the show description of the last episode, where I was just trying to Kind of catch up with you guys. No. I don't. I didn't. I haven't. Had COVID. Uh, A lot of people in the Daily Sports Betting Overtime Podcast. Thought that. Because I would get coughing. Guys, I was coughing. Because I was talking. And I didn't want to have a cough drop in my mouth. And you guys hear it. Rattling around or anything. And if. One guy wrote me and said you put your cough drop. And you stick it in your cheek. Well that's all well and good. But guess what. That means it doesn't stop me from coughing when I'm talking to you. So. For those of you who listened to both podcasts and wrote me on both sides and told me they hope that I got better quickly. I thank you. I appreciate it. But I am ready to get back at it. And I do mean get back at it. Because there's so much that has come up in, in just the 10, 12 days that I've been away that I've wanted to talk about that I haven't been able to. Told you in the last episode, the next big episode was going to be about Rhea Ripley. And I got to thinking about her. For those of you who have been listening to this podcast, you've heard me say it a couple times. And for those of you who followed the last podcast, you definitely got to hear it. I think Rhea Ripley is the next big star of the WWE. Number one, if they don't ruin her. Number two, if she resigns, that's gonna be the key. Um, it is my understanding that I guess it was last year. Um, maybe, maybe the end of 2019, but I think it was 2020. She did resign then hearing rumors on the grapevine though they're wanting to rework her contract I don't I don't know anyway, they need to get her locked down twenty five years old, extremely athletic tall and is or can I should say can portray being a total ultimate badass. Whether that's a badass heel or whether that's a badass babyface, that's up to them. But I see her almost going down the road that they have drug Shayna Baszler down, who was another ultimate badass. And legitimate one, MMA fighter that could hurt people, and they don't know what to do with that. Why? Well, I'm sure that out of thirty or forty writers that they've got, I'm well, I'm sure they've let some of those go, so they might be down to twenty or twenty five. But um, out of you know, a group of writers in WWE creative, there's got to be at least one, that figured out how to write Rhea Ripley. I think part of the issue with her is the fact, I don't know that Vince gets her character. And I think it's really interesting almost said weird, but it's not weird. It's pretty logical. Because it's something that I and others have been griping about for a while. Vince doesn't understand some of these wrestlers that are on his roster. Because he can't picture them and they can't make him see things one of the reasons why they can't make him see it is they don't understand it themselves or two they understand it but can't get it across now what do I mean by that well I read an article I guess it was yesterday, the day before yesterday, that said Vince sent people down to look in NXT, not necessarily for wrestlers, but for characters. And people's reaction to that article was why why doesn't he want wrestlers AEW has got wrestlers and look at them well I'm not getting into the WWE AEW fight that's for another episode and most of you know where I stand anyway but here's the thing you can't argue that AEW has more legitimately formed characters than WWE, and then if some of you just went, whoa, 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 whoa Sam, nah, I don't know about that. Really? Explain to me the different characters in WWE. Well, we we don't want a bunch of clowns. Okay, that's, that's not what a character is. Um, a character is someone that creates... An emotion... In you... As a wrestling fan... By... How they portray themselves... In... The ring... Telling a wrestling story... During a wrestling match... And how they portray themselves... Outside of the ring... When they're doing promos, vignettes, they're interacting with other characters. No, I'm not talking about the personal lives. I could care less. Um, i talking about their characters. So, you guys, tell me the story on Baron Corbin. Who is he? Oh yeah, I heard you guys say. Well, he's a tough man, boxing champion. Okay, what else? Oh, he's the king. He's yeah, because they haven't had a new king in the ring tournament. You know that when they have one of those, he, unless he wins, isn't going to be the king anymore. So what else? Tell me, tell me about Baron Corbin. Tell me about his character. Okay. Um, you can tell me the end of days. That's a very protective finisher. Um, but why does he do that? Who is he? Well, if you're like me, you don't know. I have enjoyed Baron Corbin's work since the NXT. I'm glad he got a haircut. Many of you know that. But, um... I still can't tell you really who he is. I think a lot of that comes from who he is as a person. He doesn't like really opening up about his life and letting people in. And I think that he hasn't truly developed that in the WWE. And because that... People want him to go away, and WWE sometimes reads that as heat. Oh, he's an evil heel that has a lot of heat. Really? Because that's not what I'm hearing. You probably should discuss that with people, and you'll find, no, they don't understand him. They don't care about him. And they really legitimately want him to go away and you to give that time to someone else. Because there's a difference in, oh, I hate them because they're this evil, dastardly heel, but oh my god, I want to see them more. And I think people really... Got to see that last year. And I'm talking 2020. From March till October. With Bailey and Sasha Banks. People couldn't get enough of them. They yelled about them. They didn't want them to win the championships. But they kind of did. And they didn't want them on all the shows. But they kind of did. Because they wanted to see... Who they were gonna insult next? Who who were they gonna pick a fight with next? Who wanted to pick a fight with them and then realized, oh no, we don't. We we don't want to listen to their mouths. Um it was a fun time. But people yelled and wrote and said we don't like them we We don't want them, um, we don't want them to have the belts we don't we we don't want to see them we're tired of them. no, you weren't you really weren't because you wish you had that now. A lot of people are starting to say that about Roman reigns. It's showing guys not that he's not giving you what you want. It's that he is. People didn't hate Brock Lesnar and want him to go away. They actually wanted him, if he was going to be their champion, to come back more. And so I read a quote... I couldn't, I didn't, I couldn't talk at all last Sunday, and so I was talking a lot online with different people, ended up getting into a discussion, probably with, I don't know, there were seven or eight, maybe nine people talking on one thread on Twitter, and this person um funk doctor spock um said this during the discussion and i immediately said you know you you put that in a way that i've been feeling for quite a while can i use that i may need to make a podcast episode about it and he said sure Well, this is that episode. What he said was, give me the why. I want to know the why. Why do I care about this wrestler? Why do I care about this match? Give me a reason why I should watch. I don't care about their moves. I care about the wrestling character. And I think that's so true. And I think that's what Vince means when he says he wanted people to go down to NXT and look, not for wrestlers, but characters. See, there's all kinds of NFL football players Or NBA basketball players. Or kids that maybe don't make it to the professional high standard of that sport. But can make it to the professional high standard of wrestling. With their athletic talent. But can they be a character? And that is what Vince is craving. And wanting to see. And I think deep down, that's what us fans are wanting to see. There's a hole in us. And we're wanting someone to fill that hole. And make us care about them again. And people say, I, I'm so tired of hearing about The Shield and Randy Orton and the Four Horsewomen and Asuka and hearing about, you know, now I'm hearing people are sick and tired of Drew McIntyre. They're wore out on him. Um. Well, are you really wore out on him? Or have they not been making you care like they used to? Have they had bad storylines where you can't get behind them or want to beat them? So let's talk about Rhea Ripley. Let's narrow our focus down. You know, when I was a forensic Interior. rear That's one of the things. Um, later I became a trainer. Taught forensic interior, rear And that's one of the things. That I talked a lot about. Is. You start. Really wide. Open-ended. But then. You've got to funnel down. And get. To the details. The minute. So instead of dealing with the whole. WWE. Let's talk about the character. Of Rhea Ripley. Well, why are you picking her, Sam? Well. Number one. Because she's kind of new. To hit the scene. She is exactly. The problems that WWE is having. With their vision. And their purpose. And. And. She is the Raw Women's Champion. And I've already talked about Bianca Belair in a previous episode. You guys know how I feel about Roman Reigns. And I think most of you know how I feel about Bobby Lashley. So let's talk Rhea Ripley. Is... Rhea Ripley a new wrestling star. Or is WWE's focus, vision, and purpose for her completely whacked? Yes, I paused on purpose because I wanted to give you a minute to think. It wasn't quite a minute, but you know. Um I want you guys to think how she's been and how you are connecting with her. You got to see her vignettes of her getting ready to debut. You got to see her in the Royal Rumble. And they kept saying she's coming soon. And then she eventually shows up. And you have a preconceived notion of What you think she is or what she's going to be like. By how she was in NXT. So it didn't surprise a lot of you when she come out being the ultimate total badass. And challenging. With her cocky confidence. Her swagger. That we got to see a little bit last year in 2020 but they couldn't develop with Asuka demanding her Wrestlemania moment. So, compared to Asuka, she was a heel. But, was she a typical heel? Um, no. Well, why do I say that? Well, because she was playing in between. I hate to compare her to this wrestler. Please don't say that I said she is the next. Because it's not what I'm saying. I'm saying the character she is. The character... She has been. The character she has in her mind is the badass tweener that Stone Cold Steve Austin was. Where they could be bad. They could tear you up. They could punch your lights out. They could break your neck. Whatever. Whatever. But because they were so cocky and confident. You loved them. But they never really did anything good or great. To make him a baby face or to become a hero. That's Rhea Ripley. Because see, like I said in the last episode. Depending on who I'm with. And who I'm around, you may think I'm a sweetheart. You may think I am the most caring, kind person in the world. And I can play that if you want me to. But I can be around other people. And like I said in the last episode, I can be the Ace of Spades. The Death card. The Evil Hill and jack you up. So that's reality. So is Rhea Ripley going to give us reality? Is she going to play that tweener role? Where when she's against Asuka, she's a heel. Yet when she goes against Charlotte, she's a babyface. Does she have that range? Can she make us care about her? Care about that match? Can she give us a reason we want to watch? Where we don't care about her moves or the other person's moves. We want to see the story that they're telling over... Several weeks, several months, several years. Think about it. What makes the MJF, Chris Jericho, Sammy Guevara triangle so great for AEW viewers is because it started... At their very first pay-per-view. Before TV even started. And it continues to this day. You just got to see it with Double or Nothing. Why are you bringing up AEW? Okay. Let's talk about the one. Let's go women's and men's. Obvious. Women's. Going on for probably, what, six years now? Seven years? Sasha Banks versus Bailey. You talk about long-term storytelling. You've seen them turn on each other. You've seen them be best friends again. You've seen them be the tag team champions. You've seen them battle each other for belts. You've seen their ups and downs. Is it over? No. Do I want it to be over? No. Definitely not. On the men's side, it's Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Started on the independent circuits probably 10 years ago. Maybe longer. And they brought it with them to NXT. They brought it with them to the WWE main roster. Is it over? No. It will not be over. Those two will still be arguing and fighting as real-life friends um, when they're 80. But... That's the thing. When you go back... And... You look... At... 25-year-old... Bailey. Or 25-year-old... Sasha Banks. Well, I guess Sasha would have probably been... 23, 24. Um... And you see them... In their characters. They don't look like their characters now. But it was the start of us caring about them. Why do we not see them now into what they were six years ago? Well, because they've grown. They've grown as wrestlers. They've grown as athletes. But most of all, they've grown as characters. Why did we love TakeOver Brooklyn? Honestly. Was it their athletic talent? Name me their moves that they used in that. Can you name me a sequence of moves? I mean, I'm sure they can. But can you? I remember moments... But you know what I really remember? Is how they made me feel. How they drew me into the story. That they were telling in the ring. That they had spent weeks, months, year. Telling me before that much. Getting me ready for This match Is Rhea Ripley ready. To do that. Now me personally. I say yeah. I think she's got a good enough handle. On her character. That yes. She understands her character. The problem is. I don't know that anybody in WWE creative. Understands it. And can write her. Correctly. Because she lost a lot of confidence last year, I don't know that Rhea can explain it in a two to four minute burst to get Vince to understand what her character is. Because she can't go in and say, I want to be like Stone Cold Steve Austin. Because that's not what she wants to be. I use that comparison because she's going to be this tweener. And can be. But she can't go in and tell Vince that. She's got to make him understand and believe in it. Up until this point, it's been Triple H. Making, trying to get Vince to understand it. Because, think about it. Rhea Ripley is like no other woman that Vince has ever had on his roster. I know a lot of you want to point to China, but no. Remember in the beginning, China was almost silent. She was a bodyguard for Triple H. She was the muscle for Triple H. Rhea Ripley is speaking and has to stand on her own two feet. She's not part of a faction. She has a completely different look. I don't know that other than the four horsewomen that anyone has came at Vince with that kind of confidence that her character portrays Asuka did not even come up with that kind of confidence in her character now do I believe that Oscar believes that she has confidence yes um, she is one of the best women's wrestlers around but I don't know that she gave that off when she first came up to the main roster and that Vince believed that So, she's got to make Vince, first and foremost, care about her character, care about the match she's in, care about the program that she's in, and give Vince a reason to watch it, to write it, to approve it, to let us see it, to get involved, and tug at our heartstrings. Because, honestly, when you look at WrestleMania this year, Asuka and Rhea's match, technically, was probably just as good, if not better, than Sasha and Bianca's. Yes, I know a lot of you think that's blasphemy. Whatever anyway, I said, technically, what was the difference, think about it, it's how you felt, that was the difference, and that's what all of you were saying on the internet, on reddit, on uh, message boards, on forums, on, you were saying it to the wrestlers, I cried, why, because you felt something. They drug you in to a story. Asuka and Rhea didn't do that. They didn't. Number one, Sasha is a masterful st- storyteller. I said that at one Bianca's episode. Not that Asuka can't be, but she wasn't given enough time to do that. I'm very interested in the Charlotte Rhea storyline. Who is writing that? Will they make us care? Because it's very obvious that Charlotte is supposed to be the heel. She's excellent in that role. Let her be it. Let everyone hate her. If she can handle it. Mentally, emotionally. And... The toll it takes on her. Physically. Once they start traveling again. If she can handle it. Let her. Because that's what she's suited for. She seems to somewhat enjoy it. But. This is where. Rhea has. To step up. And tell the story. People already have strong emotions about. About. Charlotte. But this is where the writers, the agents, the producers, Rhea herself has to stand up and say, this is the reason you care about me and want me to beat Charlotte. This is why you care about the SummerSlam match or the Hell in a Cell match. This is the reason I need you to watch this because you're going to feel something. Now what are you going to feel? Why well, hope at hell in a cell? We absolutely feel hatred towards Charlotte. We see Charlotte beat. Rhea within a half inch of her life. Doing all kinds of heel things. (coughs) Excuse me. Whether that's her taking a fire extinguisher to her. Whether it is taking a table to her, a chair, a kendo stick. (coughs) Somebody gets an imagination. I don't care. I want to feel hatred. I want to feel sorry for Rhea. I want the announcers to paint me a picture. And the announcer is going to be Corey Graves, so he can do that. I want them to paint me a picture of Rhea being this 25-year-old. Climbing out of the ranks of NXT. Taking on Big Bad Charlotte. Because she's already gotten the belt. She's already won her dream. Which I think was too soon. But that's a different episode. But she needs to keep that belt. And is there enough confidence left that she can beat Charlotte at Helen's Cell? Or are we going to see her almost destroyed? way worse than what we saw last year at WrestleMania 36 to make her ultimate comeback at SummerSlam to make us care to make us want to watch to make us want to go see her in July when they start touring we want to show her we believe in her that she can take on Charlotte That she can be just as evil and ruthless as Charlotte. Can we paint that picture? Can we paint the picture in Hell in a Cell that maybe she doesn't lose her belt? Maybe she does have that little bit of, not confidence, but desire to be the best. Where she gets sick of Charlotte breaking every societal rule and hitting her with everything saying whatever she wants to say and trying to destroy her not only physically but mentally and emotionally destroy her psyche that we see her rise up at hell and so and do something extraordinary. Now is that. Where. She yells. And cusses. And they have to beep her. Where. She actually drops an F-bomb. Because remember they're going to be in the Thunderdome. It's not going to be in front of a live crowd. So they technically could do that. And. Hits her with everything she has. Now, I'm not necessarily saying that she knocks her out with her fist. I'm not saying that, you know, she hits her upside the head with a chair. I'm not saying any of that. But there's got to be a moment where we see her say, enough is enough. She wants her belt and she wants, she's going to keep it. And she shows that to us. And that's what Vince needs to be convinced of. Now, who does that? Is it Triple H? Is it TJ Wilson? Is it Charlotte? Is it Rhea Ripley herself? Because, see, that's what it comes down to. Whether we know it or not, we... Ask ourselves those questions about every match, and if the answers are no, if we've got it on DVR, we're watching it on YouTube. We're watching it, um, on something that we can fast forward. We do, guys. I I've told you I DVR a lot of wrestling programs, and I start them about half an hour after they start live. 45 minutes after they start live. So, number one, I can fast-forward through commercials. But two, I can fast-forward through bad matches, which is anything with Otis. Uh, and I hate that because I like Chad Gable. But, we're not going to go there. Anyway, that's the thing. Is, when people are setting down, they're asking the question... I told a lot of people, it was last Thursday, I was trying to think whether it was two Thursdays ago or it was the last Thursday, Uh, it was last Thursday on BTI, before the impact, Um, their pre-show, I wrote a lot of people, some I knew, personally, some I didn't. And I had one of my friends that has watched wrestling forever. Knows way more about it than I do. Say, I don't watch Impact Wrestling. Why do you want me to watch Josh Alexander versus TJP? I don't follow them. I know TJP from all the different places he's been. And I don't know this Josh Alexander person. I said he was part of the North. And he came back with the appropriate response. I don't care. I said. Take. Two to four minutes. Don't spend any longer on it. Literally type in. Josh Alexander versus TJP storyline. Spend two to five minutes. Research it. And see if you can't find the answers on there. And then promise me you will tune in to that match. Now, I'm not saying Josh Matthews is the best announcer in the world. But he does understand stories. And he does know how to explain stories. And for those of you who don't watch Impact Wrestling, he is Impact Wrestling's announcer that they recently brought back. Thank God. Lo Brown and Matt Stryker were driving me nuts. But anyway. He told the story of TJP and Josh Alexander's past and their storyline together. But he also knows when to shut up and just let you watch. Because they did an Iron Man match that started during BTI, their kickoff show. And then went through and ended on their regular show, Impact Wrestling, at 8 o'clock. And if you watched that, you got the questions answered. And I was talking with a particular friend through text. And I was saying, you know, about ten minutes in, I said, are you liking this? And he texted back, yes. And I said, just wait. Even though he only spent two to five minutes researching, Josh Matthews told him the storyline. Because remember, storylines should be able to be told very Short and sweet. Now, if you want to get into a bunch of details, it may take longer. But, you should be able to say, you know, whether these people were friends. They've never been friends. They've been rivals. They have different style contrasts. Whatever. You should be able to say, oh, one's a babyface, one's a heel. You know? But, bottom line, the questions. People want to know. Why do I care about these wrestlers? Why do I care about this match? Give me one reason... That I need to watch this match. I don't care about their moves. Don't tell me... Oh... You want to see John Cena's five knuckle shuffle. That's a bunch of BS. Um... You want to care... Feel something for the characters. And that's what this episode's about. You honestly need to ask yourself before you sit down and watch a two hour program, a five hour program, before you Are like me, and you spend 15 to 20 hours, maybe more, on wrestling a week. Which is why, because a lot of you probably gasp and clutch your heart when I said that I fast-forward through matches. You know why? Because there's so much other wrestling out there that I enjoy. Why should I waste my time on something I don't care about? Something that's not going to make me feel. Something that's not going to make me forget about the bad day at work I had. Or um, that I lost my voice. Whatever is going on in your life. Why waste your time on something you don't care about? And see... That's the funny thing to me. Randy Orton, Alexa Bliss, Bray Wyatt, The Fiend, that storyline, how many of you griped for six months about that storyline? From October, Hell in a Cell, right after that Monday night, Drew McIntyre got his belt bag And it really revved up Randy Orton's storyline with The Fiend and Alexa Bliss. Accumulated in December TLC when Randy Orton burnt The Fiend to a crisp. Killing him, supposedly. And then it ended at WrestleMania. So many of you that are listening, that are writing on the internet, that are writing on Twitter, that are getting on Reddit... You hated that storyline. But did you? Because it's awful funny. The same people that said they hated it. They didn't want to watch it. Yet you did watch it. You did comment about it every single week. And the week in December... That Alexa Bliss was out in L.A. filming Punky Brewster. You wanted to know why she wasn't on the show. Why did they not have Alexa Bliss and Randy Orton there? You wondered and speculated, what role was she going to play in Wrestlemania? Was the Fiend going to come back burnt? Or a new character? Or just himself? You know why? Because you cared. Because you believed. Because you felt something. And I told you guys on one of the episodes back in December. I said, 10 years from now, you will remember this storyline. Because it made you feel something. Now whether that was extreme hate. Maybe you wanted to blow some of the wrestlers up. Or light them on fire yourself. Or you got into the storyline. Some way, somehow you watched it. Because you felt something. And bottom line is. That's why your favorite wrestlers are your favorite wrestlers. Because they make you feel something. So many of you will pay to virtually meet and greet your favorite wrestlers. You know why? Because you want them to be the character that they are on TV. You want to feel like you know them because you connect. With whatever they're portraying. And that should be the ultimate compliment to them. That when they're walking through the airport. And people are moving away from them. People don't want to be around them. Because they're such a bad hill. That they're scared of them. Or they're running up to them. I want to talk to you. I want to hug you. I want to... To drink a beer with you. Because you connected. With them. John Moxley once said. There was a time. I was flying from Jacksonville. To Vegas. I got home. was tired. McCarran Airport. He said is full of tourists. All the time. He said, I try to keep my hood up, my hat on, my face down, so that no one pays attention to me. He said, I'm just so tired, and I want to see my wife. And he said, it was one of those mornings where he just wanted to be home. He was walking through the airport. And a group of fans stopped him. And he said. I was a little bit mean to him. He said. They came up to me and they said. We love you. We cannot get enough of you. And he said. I kind of snapped back at him and said. Why? And he said. They made me realize. Why I do what I do, and why I love it. He said, because their answers, they were connecting with my character. They were connecting with my wrestling. They were connecting to my creativity, what I was trying to portray in the ring or through my promos. And he said, Not only did they watch me in AEW. They watched me on Bloodsport. They watched me on New Japan Strong. They watched me when I went and took on Juice Robinson in New Japan. He said because they liked my character of Moxley. He said I never could understand how people could cry. When they met me. But then. He said. I guess I do know. Because one of the fans. One of the ladies. Told him. What he made her. Feel. Not only right there in the airport. But with his wrestling so fans they're listening number 1 i want to thank you for listening to me go on for an hour i told you it was going to be a big episode but number 2 ask yourself do i care about this character do i care about this match What is my reason for watching this? And if you don't have a reason and you don't care, stop watching it. Tune back in the next match. Don't, you know, boo the wrestlers. Don't cheer the wrestlers. I've heard people say I cheered when the match was over because I was so excited it was over. Well, you know what? Because you cheered, the promoters think you liked it when really you went and spent 15 minutes in the bathroom. Stop reacting. Don't be a smart aleck and boo it because then they think the people have heat. No. Set on your hands And quit putting up with it. But. When something makes you feel. Whether. It's you crying. Whether it's you. Standing up on your chair. And cheering. Whether it is you getting. Upset. Because your person didn't win. Because. You are shocked. Show that. As fans come back. Show it. Wrestlers, if any of you is listening to this, make us fans feel it. Because we will react to it. We will give you what you crave and why you do what you do. Make us feel it. And that's from the indies when you're performing in front of 50 people to you're going to be performing in Allegiant Stadium at Las Vegas, Nevada, at SummerSlam. 65,000 people. Make us feel your character. Fans, get to know the stories. And if there's not a storyline, if you don't know the reason you're watching them, They're not giving you a reason when you're starting with the match. They're not giving you a reason why you should watch it. Then don't. I'll talk to you guys soon, and I'll see you down the road.
0: Shop on eBay this holiday season to get more. For your go-on-stand mixers. Mm. Or get more. For your buck on this season's hottest tech and gaming gear. And on eBay, you can even get more. (gasps) Bling for less cha-ching on jewelry. You can get more because you save more on premium brands with eBay's exclusive deals. Get more when you get it on eBay. This Thanksgiving, spend some time with... Clifford!
1: Clifford! Clifford! We got a dog. I noticed. You can run. Let's go to
0: the number one family film in America. Woo-hoo. That's the
1: big red dog. Yeah. Clifford the Big Red Dog. Ready PG. No play. Computers and streaming on Paramount+.